your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 837. Usually, uh, once a month, we have Canyon County commissioners in to talk about Canyon County business. We would love to be sitting here today talking about the just recently uh, completed Canyon County Fair. Maybe maybe talk a little bit about the budget. Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek is uh, with us. And instead, in our limited time that we have available today, we're going to talk about a, uh article that came out in the Idaho Press Tribune. Yes. This past weekend, the title of which says, Shadow Commissioner Emails Reveal Tension Over Idaho Commissioner's Non-Elected Advisor. That uh, commissioner that they're talking about is you. Well, Mike, it's not my first rodeo in the press, and the temperatures <laughs> aren't the only thing that's hot over in Canyon County. It continues to be a really interesting political climate over there that was identified in the fall of 2017 when I initially tossed my hat into the ring and filed with the Secretary of State. It's I've said this many times. I attended a candidate school, and they said, how are you going to handle the conflict over there in Canyon County? That was my really big first clue. Oh, there's a lot of conflict in Canyon <laughs> County. And subsequently, I enrolled in a program at Boise State on conflict management negotiation. It served me well. I have more work to do there. But it's, um, yeah, a shadow commissioner. That's really interesting. Well, let's, let, let, let's get into this a little bit. Okay, let's do. So this is, the accusations are, number one, this isn't an accusation. This is actual truth. Uh, when you were running for Canyon County Commissioner, um, you picked... L.J. Waite yes. as your campaign treasurer. Yes. I like to surround myself with good people. That's why I'm here on the radio with KBOI with Casper and Chris. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, that's exactly right. So, that's a good try. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> and here's what I can tell you. I've got an email here. It's dated uh, January 24th, 2019. I'd been in office about 12 days. I emailed the clerk and the controller. This is a matter of public record. And I'm stating that, again, I have enrolled in an independent study program through Treasure Valley Community College. I'd be working with L.J. Waite and using historical uh, budget information in order to prepare for the 2019-2020 budget season. So it's just letting them know that because they're custodians of those records that we would be using and analyzing budget information. No secret. So um, let's let's all, for people who don't know who L.J. Waite is or what his bona fides are, L.J. Waite, why don't you give us his background? Well, sure. He spent 40 years in the finance a first for Delmar Mines for 20 years and then he was recruited to the city of Caldwell and spent his last 20 years there very successful in um, establishing a really grounded financial program for Caldwell he has a financial expertise that exceeds it is a I would say a gifted perspective on the ability to identify resources put numbers together fund for projects he put the feasibility studies together, which most people wouldn't understand. They would just put them down and say, okay, nice. That, mm-hmm. that looks like a foreign language to me. So he's been an advisor for the city of Caldwell, the city of Middleton. He's advised other elected officials. He's a great resource. So if I'm going to get information, especially, you know, we're charged to represent citizens. So when we go to experts in the citizen base to help advise and answer questions, there's no way, Mike I, and Chris, that we can get all that. I, I was reading that that article, and it it really had never occurred to me that uh, once you were elected to an office, you were only allowed to use the knowledge that you already had going into <laughs> office, that you couldn't learn anything new or talk to anyone or have any advisor you want. Well, 
Thank you, Chris. There's nothing in Idaho state statute that prohibits that. And part of the problem is we've taken civics out of the social studies process for, you know, in American government. So if anybody remembers Andrew Jackson, he had a very informal behind the scenes cabinet called the kitchen cabinet. He had advisors on a myriad of issues that helped inform his decision making process to do what was in the very best interest of his constituents. Mm -hmm. I operate much the same way. I've got David Leroy in my camp. I've got a chaplain. I've got Always God is in my camp. My husband has been an amazing political support. Now, do you realize that by saying that you have all these advisors, now you're going to be criticized for having other advisors who are not elected oh. officials telling you okay. what to do? Wait, and what's the thing about non-elected? I prefer non-elected myself when it comes to asking people for advice. Yes. No, no offense to people like you who have been elected, but I'm going to go after an expert or somebody who's offering a service that I would pay for, something of that nature, as opposed to somebody that the people decided was right and just chose. Thank you, Chris. That's a, a great statement because the only thing you have to be good at in order to win an election is how to run a campaign. Yeah, is winning elections. That's exactly right. right. And so the hard work, like in a marriage, begins once you get married, once you win the seat. Really, the hard work of being an elected official and understanding the magnitude from the Idaho State Constitution and the state statute, that it's amazing and i will do everything i can with the incoming commissioners to help but i we have seasoned people coming mm -hmm. in that are already operating in statute and, and the constitution this is going to be a great partnership I, I don't know the first thing i thought of was suppose you live in a, a village of like 500 people right and you know every two years you elect a new doctor yeah no i'm going to go with the guy who actually <laughs> went to medical school and has been practicing for several years yeah you know it's a ridiculous statement we've been six months in this witch hunt trying to find something against me. And I was looking at that. You know, I always bring some piece of trivial to you. But Shakespeare's play Hamlet, mm -hmm. in that, you know, there's a statement, thou dost protest too much, methinks, because there's <laughs> guilt in the pack, and they're trying to um, discover or, you know, off-put that. Why is this level of scrutiny focused on me? I haven't, they don't have discovery on a bankruptcy. They don't have discovery on my attendance. They don't have discovery on... Uh, unethical, illegal, no, they're going to criticize somebody that simply wants to come and do a good job. And I can tell you, this climate is so difficult. It's set up for contention because you have three people trying to share yeah. the power in a seat. Is, is the attitude of the others, uh, you know, if somebody else weren't interfering, she'd agree with us every time. Okay, clarify that for me okay. just a little bit. If, if you didn't have an advisor telling you different, you'd agree oh, with everything oh, they say. No, absolutely not. That's okay, not true. Because, and, and I realize that because that's dumb. It is dumb. That's <laughs> yeah. right. The Really, robust discussion should bring out the very best. We should not be offended by questions. But when I have questions, and it's as basic, here's how low the bar is. Why don't your line items balance? Why are we charging taxpayers for contingency, particularly when we're going into what nationally has been declared as a recession. I'm not here to create uh, fear, but the reality is the markets are falling on the residential construction and people are pulling back. So to have this posture, showboating in government, that's not what it is. That's not what the position that we should take. We are here to be good fiscal stewards and financially responsible. We are here to show up every day and give taxpayers what they're paying for. We get, we get wonderful salaries to come. We're having difficulty with even that level. If you two weren't here in the office today, I mean, you couldn't make this job work. People right. need to show up and go to work, literally. It is time to stop this nonsense and this witch hunt and get people in their seats doing their job in their own lane.
Let's look at a, a couple of the accusations. Okay. One of your biggest critics seems to be uh, Canning County Sheriff Kieran Donahue. Yes, sir. Um, and from a records, public records request, uh, the Idaho Press got this, uh, a bunch of emails um, that apparently you had between you and L.J. Waite. And this is um, what Canning County Sheriff Kieran Donahue had to say in an emailed statement. It said, it was surprising and somewhat disturbing to see the sheer volume of emails between Commissioner Van Beek and L.J., uh, most concerning to me is that the emails appear to give the impression that Waite isn't just acting as an advisor to Van Beek, but instead a shadow commissioner telling her what to say, what questions it asks, and even how to vote on certain issues. So number one, does L.J. Waite tell you how to vote? Absolutely not. That's a ridiculous statement. L.J. Waite retired three years ago. He spends a lot of time on the Columbia River or out at strike dam catching crappie and so <laughs> for instance i was in last week i probably put 60 hours or more into that i had two days of testimony that were seven to eight hours just of solid business if i had to pause and say excuse me i need to go call lj wait that i didn't even leave my seat it's ridiculous you gain knowledge and tenure uh do i ask questions sure i do but let's break that down they said there were 410 emails if we look at that that's 30 months break that down that's 13 a month Break that down by week three. Three questions a week on a $117 million budget. And a lot of those, it's one email with attachments on spreadsheets. And when I had the opportunity to review that public records request, I thought, I hope they read it. Because you know what he is? He is a numbers boss. That was taken out of context. He is a person that can provide a number, a myriad let me, of scenarios. Let me just go back because yeah, yeah. when you say he's a numbers boss, that was taken out of context. You're accused of calling him your boss. So that, that whole thing was taken out of context. You called him a numbers boss, and then they took it out of context and saying that you called L.J. Waite your boss. L.J. Waite does not function as my boss. He is a, it's a professional relationship where he serves in a capacity as an expert on finance. Does That's he tell what you is. what to say and what not to say? Here's No, he does not. I call and ask his opinion, much like I would do Dave Leroy. I am in regular mm-hmm. contact. I've had to lawyer up because of this hoo-ha that's going on. I was going to ask you that. In, 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 in life, do you ask more than one person occasionally for their opinion on something? Absolutely, because I don't know it all. And there are times in this climate where it's this charged with high emotion, you know what we want to do is we want to keep a level head. We want to always remain there's a professional courtesy and decorum that our constituents have elected us to that says we better be well spoken we better keep the main thing the main thing we attack issues and not people we need to take a quick break here um get a uh, check final check on traffic leslie van beek canning county commissioner is with us this morning we've got more questions on the way uh coming up kby news time is eight forty-seven. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper in the studio with us. Uh, Kenny County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek. We're talking about an article came out on the Idaho Press Tribune a little bit earlier this week. Um, a question I wanted to ask, in November of 2021, Sheriff Kieran uh, Donahue wrote an op-ed in the Idaho Statesman saying that he was not informed about plans by Van Beek and Smith, Kerry Smith and the other Canyon County Commissioner, to create a new urban renewal district to fund a new county jail. Um, did you guys try to form a new urban renewal district to fund the new jail? Again, Mike, thank you for the question. Those comments, this is really poor journalism. It's 
not true. You can't use urban renewal to fund a jail, number one. Number two, when then-Commissioner Tom Dale was in office, the, the city of Caldwell was staged to run an urban renewal, renewal project. That got deep-sixed at the 11th hour. There were some backdoor deals that happened on that that were not flattering. Uh, but by title, under Idaho statute, Title 50, Chapter 20, it outlines urban renewal and who can legally contract to enter into those agreements. It's the Board of County Commissioners. The sheriff has a job. It doesn't include urban renewal. He knew at the time that they deep-sixed that successfully that the city of Caldwell would try again. It's Smead Parkway and Indian Creek Plaza that was the finished project. They're going again now in their north urban renewal, and they're going to create something else that will generate millions of dollars in um, commercial and industrial development and provide jobs for people. So he knew, he absolutely knew. This is a dramatic statement, again, made, and... I, I want to say this, Mike. We've got a person that has a man up crusade that pushes back verbally against, um, on one side, having abusive kinds of things. But on the other hand, one of the most abusive verbally people, I've been attacked more times in a way that I think that those two things are should not coexist. Got uh, just a couple minutes left. I wanted to get to this question, too. June 8th. This year, shortly after the city of uh, Middleton declared a building moratorium, Canyon County prosecuting attorney Brian Taylor said the city's mayor had acted on erroneous information provided to him by you in particular, quoting here, said he proposed that elected officials start regularly keeping track of questions that arise from Van Beek's action. You were included on that email. Your response? My response is this. A citizen invited me to attend that Middleton City Council meeting, and in there, Steve Rule made a statement that the board had failed and that somebody had jammed that up legally. It wasn't me. In fact, it was Commissioner Carrie Smith that said, legal has that document and they're not moving it forward. I provided public testimony and I made a commitment to the Middleton City leaders that we would get that through. It was the impact fees. Your wife understands how important those are being in real estate. I went back and I coordinated with our planning and zoning with the city of Middleton and the Board of County Commissioners. I did not have a quorum to help me do that. I put that together. It's not that it has to be about me or I have to take credit. I'm saying we need to prioritize and work together as a board. I got that done. I can't put a handle on that because I don't own it. That wasn't me. And as a prosecutor, the facts better be accurate. And in this case, they certainly are not. All right. Well, it uh, looks like at the very least, coming up here in November, you're going to have two new people after the end of this year to start working with because yes, um, the uh, two other commissioners did not win their primary. You're not up for an election this year. Um, here's to hoping that uh, you have a little bit work, better working relationship with the new, uh, whoever they be, incoming working uh, commissioners Yes, going and- forward. And there's a, a, a little less, I guess, tension well, in Canyon County, maybe. And you know what? That's a posture. When I came into this, the seat was already hot and on fire uh, from Steve Rule. There was contention there. And it's going to be a great working partnership. These are good people that want good government, and I'm going to welcome them, and we're going to get it. Leslie Van Beek, thanks for being with us, Canyon County Commissioner. Uh, much appreciated. Hopefully next month, um, if you're the one that uh, comes in, we'll get to talk about actual Canyon County business instead <laughs> of an article in the uh, newspaper. Awesomeness. We'll be back to talking trash. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> KBOI News Time is uh, 8.57-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open. You can also email chris at kby.com.